Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah to your name, Lord. God, you're so good. Lord, you're so good. Amen. You may be seated this evening. It's so good to be back in the house of the Lord on this Wednesday evening. Amen. No greater place to be on a Wednesday night or any other night, as far as that goes, than in the house of God. You are such fine fine congregation, wonderful people of God, and you are tremendously so blessed. I want to say thank you uh, to all the hospitality that has been given to Olivia and I over the last few days and um, given to us by Bishop and Sister Wilson, and we love them and appreciate them. We love and appreciate Brother and Sister Boscus, Ellie and Kate, and, and uh, just the time we had to share with one another and you know God always knows where to put you knows what time to have you there the Lord snowed it out last week because he knew that he knew that there would be a greater need this weekend and so God always knows what he's doing and uh, for the for all the uh, all the food and all the drinks that were left and placed in the evangelist quarters and I don't know how many of you thought I was bringing whoever did all that food in there, but there's a lot going to be left for whoever needs it. But I, I appreciate you, and I love you. I love this church family. I love your pastor and your bishop. I love my brother and sister Wilson, two of our evangelists. And I'm so glad and honored they're here tonight. It's like being at a conference. You know, I just kind of wish one of these other well-seasoned ministers would preach tonight. But... um. I'm just thankful. You're blessed, and I know I've said that many times since I've been here, but don't ever think that, and don't, don't ever take what you have for granted. Because a lot of churches would love to have what you have tonight. Love to have what you have tonight. Amen. To the media team, camera operators, uh, sound technician. Musicians, Sunday work, just wonderful. And then this youth praise team and musicians tonight have done such a great job. You, you folks are so blessed, so blessed. Amen. I believe you have what you have tonight because of men of God that stand for what they stand for. I believe you're blessed like you are tonight because of men of God that for many years have stood behind a sacred desk on this platform and that have stood. When it, didn't, when it wasn't popular to stand, they stood. When some turned and walked out those doors, they stood. I believe we're blessed tonight to have what we have in these last days for men that are still with us and men that have gone on that would not take a bad seat and compromise as one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, water-baptized, in Jesus' name, message. I, I think we're so blessed with what we have tonight because of men like that. And I believe that there are young men here in this building this evening that are not going to take a back seat, but they're going to they're stand. Daniel, the third chapter this evening. And I know many of you have worked long and tireless hours today, and I realize it's Wednesday night. And I, I pastor a church in North Carolina, and I, I know that, that, that you're in the same category as every night I preach on Wednesday. You come to church tired, but we're, we're in revival tonight, and I don't know what you need, but I know you can receive it this evening. Daniel, the third chapter, very familiar passage of Scripture, verse number 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, They said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is well able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of our hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, 
that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I like to minister to this great church, Bethlehem Church, what I feel like God is directing me today for you on this Wednesday evening on this subject. Don't back down. Don't back down. Praise the Lord. God, we love you. We praise you, Lord, for your goodness. We ask you, Lord, that you would minister, Lord, in this place tonight. We give you all the praise and all the glory and the honor, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this evening. Daniel, the third chapter, opens up with King Nebuchadnezzar. Scripture says he made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth of it six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. Then the king sent together together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providence to come to a dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. He called them all in and he said, we're going to dedicate it. There was a herald cry that day and there was a command given to the people, the nations, and all languages that at what time they heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music that they would fall down and they would worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. They were to fall down and magnify an image that was made in his likeness. Therefore, at that time, they played all kinds of music. And when they heard the trumpets and the flutes and the cornet and the psaltery and dulcifer and all kinds of music, the Bible says that they all fell down and they worshiped the golden image. Understanding this golden image was not what they needed to be worshiping or what they had worshiped before time, but it was something that the king said all the nation was going to do. There were at the same time certain Chaldeans that came near and they accused the Jews. They said to the king, live forever. They said, king, when you played the all kinds of music and you had it played and then it was time for us to bow. We looked over and we noticed there were three Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that would not bow. They would not bow. So they brought them to the king. The king tells them, we're going to play music again. And when this music is played, if you're not going to bow, we're going to throw you into a burning, fiery furnace. Paul speaks to Timothy in 2 Timothy, the third chapter. And he says to Timothy, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Perilous times means a time of loss or injury. Perilous means grave times, grievous times, hazardous times, jeopardizing times, menacing times, risky times, threatening times, unhealthy times, unsafe. He was saying there's going to come a time you're going to see that there's going to be all kind of things that you can connect with, but that doesn't mean you need to connect with them. He said there's going to be an era and a time where men are going to lose all sense of morality. They're going to lose all sense of godliness. They're going to lose all sense of, of, of all different things that they're involved with. And he said, when that time comes, the best thing you can do is turn away from those that are involved and do not bow down to the things that is trying to damn your soul to hell. 
I realize this evening that it's Wednesday night and I know we've got plans afterwards and young people want to get together and want to fellowship and there's restaurants and different places you're going to drive through and get something to eat or something maybe at home is waiting on you. You're tired, you're ready to get home and go to bed. But God has me here this evening for such a time as this to speak to Bethlehem Church and tell you in the midst of the revival that you are and will continue to experience. You cannot turn and walk another path than the path that we've always walked. We must be instant in season and out of season. We must pray without ceasing. Worship is not shallow. Praise is not shallow. It is still whatever saint of God is commanded by the word of God to do. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are just pilgrims passing through. And whatever guidelines and biblical standards that your man of God, your pastor, and your bishop preaches and teaches in this church, you need to live it. Because it is that safety net that's going to keep you from falling into the pit of hell. You need to live it with everything you got. You need to love it with everything you've got. You need to honor it with all that is within you. Don't back down. Just because the world is heading in a tailspin, don't back down. Just because, if, if I may and if I get off track uh, all, I, all they have to do is tell me to sit down I've listened before and I'll listen again off track some some apostolics if they're not careful they'll get off track you need to keep your eyes on the man of God and the men of God that are leading and guiding you in the word of God you don't need to worry about what's going on in a town down the road you need to worry about what's being preached to you right here it was right here where you repented of your sins it was right here where you were baptized in Jesus' name. It was right here where you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If it was good for you 30 years ago, it's still good for you right now. That's right. I think we still believe in repentance. I believe we still believe in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I believe we still believe in infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I believe we still believe in leaping for joy, running the aisles, talking in tongues, shouting, clapping our hands, shouting unto God with the voice of triumph. And I can't help if some wonder if we've lost our minds. We're just not backing down to what religion is bowing down to. Timothy, here's again by Paul, he said in verse, chapter 2, verse 20, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender stripes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. 1 John 2 and verse number 15. Scripture opens up and says, Love not the world. Love not the world. Just, just, just for a minute, just, let, just soak it up. I, I know from time to time you may struggle and you may say, well, I don't understand what's wrong with this and I don't understand what's, what's wrong with that. I remember ministering as a young pastor 
about 20 years ago when I was first installed there at the church I was raised in, I remember preaching on a Sunday night concerning a young girl that I heard throughout our church and the young girls were wanting to pattern their singing and their moves after her and it was all so innocent. And I remember telling the parents that they better be real careful how they allowed uh, things that they allowed their children to watch. Uh, her name at the time was Hannah Montana and she was on the Disney Channel. And I told them, I said, Hannah Montana's going to grow up one day. And she may not grow up and be what you want your young daughters to be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she grew up one day and she's not what I want my young daughters to be. That's why the scripture says, love not the world. Love not the world. I'm going somewhere tonight. Love not the world. There's more to it than just putting on. There's more to it than just showing up on Wednesday night and Sunday and lifting your hands four or five times and saying, I'm a part of the church. There's more to it than jumping up on a platform knowing you're doing what's required to get up here. But nobody knows what you're doing behind the doors of your own home. There's more to living for God than just running in here. We got to run outside of here. There's more than trusting God just when we're in this sanctuary. We've got to have something on the inside of our spirit that'll carry us through the tough times of our life that when the enemy comes in like a flood and says you got to bow to what the world says you need to bow to that you stand up and say as for me and my house we will serve the Lord come on apostolic young people shout come on apostolic young people praise him come on apostolic saints of God rejoice in what we have it's worth living for we don't need to back down now We don't need to back down now. Get, get, get connected to it to the point that you fall out of love with the world and in love with the church. The church is the greatest identity you can be attached to. What you have right here tonight and what we can feel in this place, the encouraging spirit. At any given time, a brother or sister could take you by the hand and could encourage you in prayer. There is nothing like the place you are sitting in right now, the house of worship. It's a place where you come and draw strength. It's a place where you come and lay your heavy burdens down. It's a place where you come and you can be uplifted and encouraged. And when the man of God gets behind the pulpit and he preaches something that causes the flesh to want to rise up, do not allow the flesh to rise up. Do not allow your flesh to cause that spirit to drive it out of the house of worship. Too many men and women have left the house of God because they didn't agree with the sermon. Your flesh is not going to agree with the majority of the sermons that are preached. My flesh is not going to agree with the majority of the sermons that's preached when they say love not the world. You need to be in the house of God. You need to be worshiping in the house of God. The house of God is the greatest place you can be. There is no substitute for the house of God. I thank God for these cameras. I thank God for live feed. We spent thousands of dollars in Wilson to have cameras and live feed, but there is nothing like being in the house of God and worship in God with your brothers and sisters. Come on, it's time for some people that's watching on the way well right now. I don't know what state you're in, but you've you've COVID as an excuse long enough. It's time for you to get back to your house of God and magnify the Lord because there's a storm coming. I said we're living in the last days. There's some music not to be played. And if you ain't got what you need, you're gonna bow down to things you shouldn't bow down to. Storm is brewing. You better be careful. You better be careful, preachers, what you preach. I'm, I'm careful. I am careful. I refuse to disappoint the Lord, the Lord Almighty. He's the one who called me. He's the one who set me free. He's the one who delivered me and wrote this wonderful book. And he said, love not the world. I can't help what the world is saying. I can't help that many of them are just going along with it and saying, well, it is what it is. But my Bible tells me that the Lord made male and female. 
in his image and in his likeness. When you were born, you were male or female. When you were born and you were a male, you thought like a male. You didn't all of a sudden just wake up and say, I was born in a male body, but I believe I'm a female. The world is accepting it, and God's people cannot accept just one example, the things that the world is accepting. Religion is accepting it, and they're playing the music, and everybody's bound down, but they're looking at Bethlehem Church saying, there's a group of folks over there, they just ain't going to stand for it. There's a group of people over there that's just not going to bow. And you want to know why the drug addict's coming here and laying down the drugs? It's because you won't bow to what the world desires for you to bow to. Do you know why the, the drug addict and the alcoholic and the marriages that are messed up are coming here and they're being put back together? Because there's a group of people that say, I don't care what the world sounds like. I don't care what the world's going to do. We're not going to bow. We're going to trust God. We're going to believe God's word. And God's going to carry us through. Amen. I sure hope you don't get blocked tonight off Facebook because of me. Praise God. I was in Indiana. Indiana 20, 22 years ago. 22, 22 years ago, and I had my oldest daughter with me. I was evangelizing, and at the time, we were walking down the mall there in a big city in Indiana, and as we walked down the mall 22 years ago, there were things that were quite open, and things now are, are way open, way, way more open than they were 20-plus 20, 20 years ago. We were walking down the mall, and, and then we had an ice cream cone each in our hand. She was a little bitty thing, two or three years old, had my finger, and right in the middle of the mall, as we were walking, there were two men that stopped. I don't know why they couldn't have went to a side, side hallway or went somewhere, but the reason being was because they were bold about what they were about to do. It was meant for us to see it. And so they, they stopped and they looked at one another and they, they began to, um, well, they began to kiss. Well, I, I tried my best, little Brianna, I tried my best, you know, to hide the eyes because she's, she's like... Her dad, I guess. She just kind of says what, she, what comes out. It's nothing filtered. And so I was trying to really honestly get away from the situation. And so she had ice cream all around her mouth. And I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she looked at them. And I was like, no, don't, just, just, just eat the ice cream. Just, just don't say anything. And, and before I knew it, I mean, we want 10, 15 feet from them. Before I knew it, she stuck that other hand that didn't have the cone in it. She stuck it right straight toward him, and she said, Daddy, and I said, I didn't say a word. I didn't even answer her because I didn't want to hear what she had to say. She said, Daddy, and I didn't answer her, but she said it anyway. She said, something is wrong with that. Come on. The revival that you are experiencing is going to continue and continue and continue if you allow your man of God to get up behind this pulpit and point it out and say something is wrong with that. Don't get aggravated. Don't get upset. Don't leave the church. Don't take your young family out of here and lose them all to the world. But if your pastor and your bishop identify something that's wrong, then you let it go. Love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. Let go of the things of the world and don't allow it to ruin you and your children. Don't allow it to happen. But when the music plays, stand up tall. When the music plays, stand up upright and let the adversary know I'm not bowing now. I'm not bowing later. I'm not bowing next month. I'm not bowing next year. I'm going to be apostolic until the trump of God sails. I'm going to remain a child of God. Come on, young people. Nothing, nothing should separate you from the love of God. For just about five minutes, young people hear me. Nothing should separate you from the love of God. I know you've heard it before, but you're about to hear it again. Do not allow. I don't care how good looking she is. I don't care what form she takes on. I don't care how much money she makes and what she drives when she shows up in the church parking lot. If she don't want to be apostolic, don't you follow her out, out of this building and go run her down. I don't care what he's driving. I don't care how tall he is. I don't care if his hair is 
jet black. I don't care if he's got blue eyes. I don't care if he's got, he'll buy you anything you want. If he don't want to be apostolic, then you tell him I can't go with you because my bishop told me, love not the world. My pastor told me, love not the world. The world can't buy you what you feel right now. The world can't give you what you got right now. The world can't replace what you have on the inside right now. The world cannot give it to you. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Stand up. Don't bow. Come on, daddies. Come on, daddies in this church tonight. Stand up. Don't bow. Don't, don't let an eight-year-old tell you they're not going to church. Don't let a 12-year-old tell you they're not going to the house of God. Don't let a 16-year-old tell you I'll drive my car where I want to. No, I pay the payment. I put gas in it. I'll take the keys just as quick as I give you the keys. I'm your father. We're going to the house of God. Don't you let the world entice your family. Yeah. Had a lady approach me one time years ago, and she said, Pastor, I need some advice. I said, what do you need? She said, I need truthful. I need you to be truthful with me. I said, that's, that's a bad thing to ask Garnett. Now, I'm going to tell you. She said, well, I need to ask you. I need to know what you, what, what, what you would do. I said, what's wrong? She said, well, my son, he was about nine years old, said he won't, he won't come to church. Many of you don't know who I was raised by, but some of you know who I was raised by. So that was already off to a bad start already. She said, he locks his doors and won't let me in his bedroom. See, he's got, he's got, he's got posters of, of, um, of young girls. You know, they're not apostolic either. You can just have your own imagination all over the ceiling and walls. He's just got posters everywhere and said that he won't let me in his room. I had to get permission to get in his room. She said, what would you do? I said, I'd take this size nine and a half. First thing I'd do, I'd, I wouldn't even knock. I'd kick that door, slam in. I'd rip every, every poster off his wall. I'd take this leather strap off and beat his hind part. And I'd say, you're going to the house of God whether you like it or not. Because God... Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. God give them to you for you to raise in the church. God give them to you for you to for you to bring them to the house of God. There ain't a soccer game more important. There ain't a volleyball game more important. There ain't a basketball game more important. Nothing's more important than what you're doing right now with your family and with your children. Woo! Hallelujah to God. I said nothing's more important. Don't let the music cause you to bow. I believe I'm amongst a group of people tonight that's ready to go forward. You're already going forward. You're ready to hear what thus saith the Lord. You're ready to follow after Pastor Boscus. You're ready to hear what he's got to say. You're ready to move forward more than you ever have before. God's about to blow something up in this local church that you've never seen in quite some time. There is a revival here. There's a revival that's going to remain here because there are people in these pews that are saying we ain't backing down. Go ahead and let the devil know you ain't backing down. Go ahead and shout it. I ain't backing down. Go ahead and let somebody else around you know I'm not backing down I don't care what we have if it's in the book and he says abstain from it I'm going to do it if he tells me to quit doing it I'm going to do it because nothing's worth going to hell over I said nothing's worth going to hell over nothing nothing don't love the world look at your neighbor and say love not the world Love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. Because if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Don't love it. Don't bow to things. Just because society is, is bowing to it, that don't mean you have to bow to it. Just because the world is bowing to it doesn't mean you have to bow to it. 
Can I just get real with everybody for a few minutes tonight? There's going to be a time in your spiritual walk with God that you're going to get low. That don't mean you have to stay there. And it doesn't mean you have to backslide while you're there. There's going to come a time and you'll walk with God that you're not going to feel like coming to church and you're going to hear the world's music saying, oh, just you don't have to go. It's just, it's just one service, but one service turns into two services. And then you keep on hearing the music and two services turn into three services and, and three services turn into four services. And the next thing you know, the marriage is having the same problem it was having 10 years ago when you brought your marriage to God. And then the next thing you know, your kids are not wanting to come to church because you got out of the routine of going to church and how you watch your favorite programs on the television or you're going to sporting events or whatever else we do nowadays and you're just you're just hearing the music of the world saying oh you don't have to go to the house of God you don't have to praise the Lord you don't have to listen to what the pastor and bishop's trying to teach and preach you listen ladies and gentlemen I, this is the best place you can be in this county and counties around you are so blessed that you can bring your families and say you know what I don't care how I have to live I just want to make heaven my home that's the bottom line I just want to make heaven my home Don't back down. Don't back down on the message. Don't back down on the plan of salvation. Don't compromise the word of God when it comes to repentance. Don't compromise the word of God when it comes to baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Don't back, don't, don't, don't back down on being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just because some are not wanting to do it doesn't mean that we stop. The Word of God is true and it remains true. It's rich. It's food for our soul. It keeps us protected and safe. That when the music plays in a society, and a world that constantly tries to get us to trip up, turn, and walk the other way, God's Word establishes us. And it keeps us in trying times. Trying times. Trying times. I'd been pastoring about six or seven years. We were in red hot revival. We were running about 45 or 50. And um, man, we were doing good. Church had come up from just a small amount of folks. And man walked up to me, he'd been there about a year, and he said, I'm going to tell you how you can grow this church a lot quicker. He said, you and your family are so talented and you all can sing and got musical talent. said, you know, they, they, folks like to hear singing. I said, well, that's good. He said, um, you know, if, if you would drop, if you would just drop for a little while, if you would drop that Jesus' name baptism in filling of the Holy Ghost message, he said this place would fill up. And when he said it, something hit me from the top of my head and went right on out of my body. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to take your advice. I'm going to preach it more now because God's going to fill this building up with me preaching it. You know what God did? God filled that building up with me preaching it. I want you to look around you right now. There may be just a few empty seats, but God's going to fill those seats up. You know why? Because you're not backing down on what you know is right. Man, I wish I, wish I had a few men in here tonight, some young men that would just help me for a few minutes. Just be a few ladies that would help me right here. You're not going to back down on it. I can tell it. I can tell it. You're not going to back down on it. You know what God did for you. You know where God brought you from. You know when you were baptized, it was the greatest thing ever happened in your life. You don't, you don't care which way the world's going. 
I can't help it. It looks appealing. I can't help it. The music sounds good. I know who I serve, and my God is Jesus Christ. I don't care what kind of threats you bring our way. I don't care if you want to bump us off a live feed. We still going to have church right here in the sanctuary. I don't care if you want to bump us off YouTube. We're still going to have church right here in the sanctuary. We were having church before Facebook, and we'll be having church when Facebook is over. I want to tell somebody tonight, we were having church in the Brush Harbors. They were preaching one God apostolic messages in the 10 revivals. They were baptizing hundreds in Jesus' name. And if they bump us off, we'll still be having a move of God. I said we'll still be having a move of God because we're not going to listen and we're not going to bow or back down to what the world tries to bring us. Don't let go of what you've got. Don't allow your flesh and your pride, because we all have it, to run you away. I have watched family after family over 20 years get upset as the musicians are coming. Get upset because God's Word would go against the music playing. Because God's Word and the messenger would speak it. God's Word would go against what they were hearing and seeing. It looked good and everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing it. I can't help what everybody else is doing. I can't help what everybody else allows their daughters to do. I, I don't allow my daughters to do what everybody else allows their daughters to do. I, I can't help what everybody else allows their sons to do. I try to put a covering over my, my boys. I, I, just, I just can't help it. It's, God's blessed me so many times I've watched them walk because they got upset at the messenger when it was the word that was speaking to them. It wasn't the man, it was the word. They'd rather go out and bow down to something flashy. Get in fire with something flashy. Only to lose their family and their soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There is nothing more important than the soul that you possess right now. Whatever I have to do, I want to do it. Whatever I have to stand up for, I want to stand up for Whatever I have to cut off of this flesh, I want to get rid of it. The Holy Ghost separates you from the things of the world. It is the Holy Ghost. You don't have to scream and shout it. You don't have to constantly hear a holiness message four or five times a week. But if you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, it will let you know what is right and what is wrong. When the music is played, the Holy Ghost will say, don't bow. When the music is playing, the Holy Ghost will say, don't back down. There's some things I'm just not willing to back down on. There's some words I'm just not willing to throw out of my vocabulary. And Jesus is the first one of them. I refuse to allow people to tell me, oh, you just believe. You're, just, you're one of them holy rollers. Thank God for it. You just believe in Jesus. You're just a, yeah, thank God for it. I believe Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. I refuse to allow them to take out baptism from my vocabulary. I refuse to allow the world to say and the religion to say, don't mention the word holiness. It's a bad word. Holiness is not a bad word. Righteousness is not a bad word. Worship is not a bad word. Prayer life is not a bad word. I refuse in these last days as the world tries to consume us. As we all stand tonight, I, I, I refuse. You refuse, I can tell it. I'm just a voice on a Wednesday night that I hope rings in your ears if you ever try to walk out of here one day because the word is going against the music that you're hearing. I just want to be a voice. If that's all I am, 
If that's what God uses me for you, then that's great. When your bishop or pastor ministers or any else minister ministers, something starts cutting at your flesh and you're a little aggravated with it. And Well, pastor knows what I'm going through. No, pastor just hears the music. And he sees the idol. And he knows that you can't afford to back down now. We are so near the end. We've heard it today at the service of Brother McKnight that the trump of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise. And we that are alive and remain shall be called up together. There is nothing in this world that's worth me bowing down to and losing my inheritance in heaven. Nothing, nothing in this place tonight every head bowed and every eye closed I wonder I just wonder will there be some that would leave where you're at and say God give me the determination like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego the Apostle Paul Peter, James, John, Bartholomew. And the list goes on and on and on. Give me the determination that they had that they would not back down when the music played to sell out. Just sell out. No. Just give in. No. Come on, Daddy. Now be a good time. I know you're tired and you've worked all day. Now be a good time to take that mother by the hand and say let's get our babies up around the altar let's get our babies up around that altar I know, I know you worked hard today I know you're weary but let the word of God penetrate your heart today to say God don't ever guard my spirit that when the music plays and my man of God speaks against what I'm listening to in the world that I never I never turn bow but I stand firm and I don't back down so important Lord so important God that we lean on you right now it's so important as this world is going that we get established firm in the doctrine and in your word Lord it's so important God In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't back down, Mama. I know you may feel like you're all alone, but don't back down, Mom. Come on, Dad. I know you may have friends that laugh and have friends that say, Oh, oh, you're part of that Pentecostal movement, are you? Don't back down. Don't bow to their music. You know what God's done for you. You know the life-changing experience that God has had in your life. Don't back down. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I praise you, Jesus. I bless your name, Lord. That's it. That's it. Cry out to God and say, God. Give me that determination never to give in. Give me that determination never to back down. Give me that boldness to stand upright for what I know I believe in. God, give me that faith that I had.
Amen. Why don't we worship the Lord together? Why don't we praise Him for His Word and His presence that's in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want you to find two or three people. When, when the three Hebrew boys stood, they didn't have to stand alone. They, had, they, they stood against the majority, but they didn't have to stand alone. Amen. I want you to link up with two or three or four people, and I want you to pray. Pray one for another. And let your brothers and sisters know that they're not standing alone. In Jesus' name. You're not on your own. you got a church family that's praying with you and loving God with you and believing God for you. Oh, that's right. Pray one for another. Lord, in Jesus' name, strengthen my brothers and sisters. Strengthen these men and women, these moms and dads, these young people and children. God, I pray that your strength would flow through your people one to another, God. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost, your power, move in hearts, oh God. Lord, we want to go to heaven together. We want to serve you together. We want to work for you together. Help these moms and dads, God, to raise their children to be disciples of Jesus Christ. To know you and to know your ways and to know your goodness and your mercy. To know how to worship and to know how to pray and to know how to love you and live for you. Oh, that's right. Pray one for another. The Holy Ghost is moving here right now. Hey, hallelujah. Touch these young people, God, that are standing against the tide of this world. Touch these young people that are here to worship you. Against all odds in a generation that's turned away. Give them your help and your strength, God. Put in our children what it takes to stand in the world they're going to grow up in. Put in our children a love for you that's going to keep them in the world that they're going to have to be raised in, oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have you enjoyed Brother Garnett and Sister Olivia? Amen. Thank you, Brother Garnett. Praise the Lord. Looking forward to a great service Friday night, 7.30. Brother Vincent's going to be here. It's going to be fantastic. Please remember that. Be free tomorrow night. Amen. Tomorrow night at 7. Sunday morning, 8.45, Difference Makers. 10 o'clock, church. 5 o'clock, be free. And 6 o'clock, prayer. And 6.30, church. Amen. If you're bored around here, you're just not paying much attention. Amen. God, I pray a blessing over your people tonight, over every family in this church, over our members and our guests. I ask you, God, to let the power of your spirit rest on each one. I pray for health. I pray, God, for strength. I pray for safety. I pray for their marriages, God. Give them strength and guidance. Where there's hurt, help us to heal it. Where there's division, help us find unity. God, where there's sickness, let there be healing. Where there's bondage, let there be deliverance. God, I pray your blessing over this church and over these people, and I plead your blood over their lives, mind, body, and spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. One more prayer. Brother Kevin Leslie is in the hospital. Uh, he has some health issues they're trying to get to the bottom of. He's been struggling for, uh, for quite some time. Let's pray for Brother Kevin. And while we're doing that, let's also pray for the Skelton family, that God would be with them. Lord, we thank you, God, for giving us such a great church family, that God, when we face circumstance and situation, these are the men and women and young people that pray. So God, I pray for Brother Kevin Leslie tonight, for healing virtue in his body. I pray, God, for you to touch him, give his doctors wisdom and direction. I pray let healing virtue move into that hospital room. Right now, God, I pray for the Skelton family that the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, would minister to them and help them and strengthen them. Touch Sister Flossie, Lord. God, I plead your blood over her and help her through this time. Over Brother Barry and his wife and children, I ask you, God, to be with them, a very present help in the time of trouble. God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you.
you're dismissed in Jesus' name.